I'm sorry, are you addressing me? Because your authority is not recognized in Fort Kickass. <laughs> to New Music Saturday with myself, Dr. Bones, and the guitarist at which as they were, Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? Good evening. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm running a little bit late because I've had a mega busy week, uh, so I take full responsibility for the late start, but you know what? I'm feeling pretty happy, brother. How about you? Uh, very, very good. I mean, it's been a long week, but uh, it's good. This is a good start to it. Like, we've got the show, and then we got uh, Nimue tonight, which I'm going to go see after their podcast is done, so I'm very excited about that. Seen a few times before, and they have a new band with them called Drop Pockets, who is uh, Tom uh, Tom Edwards, the drummer from Gypsy Ghost. Which, by the way, it is his birthday today, so happy birthday, Tom! And it's, so, yeah, so it's 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 uh, gonna be a good night. And of course, we have our very special guest because their new EP just came out. Welcome, Terry Ritz from Q Cliche. What's going on, buddy? Hey, hey man, how you doing? You okay? Thanks for having me. Very well. Uh, how about yourself? What's going on? Yeah, not much. I'm currently upstairs in my best friend's mum's bedroom. Not for those reasons. It's his 30th <laughs> birthday today, and uh, I've sort of snuck away upstairs. We just threw him a surprise party, and I've snuck away for the next hour to be entertained by you lovely gentlemen. Right on. Well, uh, we're here tonight to talk about the, the brand new EP that just came out, and uh, we chatted uh, uh, briefly before um, the interview, and... Uh, you're saying you were a little nervous about the release of the CP, but man, I don't see any reason why, because like, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, well, we sort of delayed the release. So it was originally meant to be released January 19th last year. Um, obviously, we had Save Me already, and we, and we put that song out. And the rest of the EP just wasn't quite at that level. And so we just we literally just scrapped four songs and just said, let's do this again. So there's a whole year's delay, and we've been building this up now for a year. So to put something out, it had to be something that said, look, this justifies a year off. Um, and I think, yeah, I, think we, I think we've got there. It's also, this EP, I think it's a lot more sort of, 
we go a bit deeper, I think, especially in that last song. For me, that last song is quite a really, really personal sort of self-reflection, and it talks quite a bit about sort of a very dark, sort of insecure side of my own personal life that I haven't really shared with people a lot. So to put that out on a record that anyone in the world can listen to is sort of a, oh no, what am I doing? No, fair enough. I was, I was, I was just about to ask. And you pretty much just answered my question. I was going to say, what were some of the concerns <clears throat> before the P came out? Like, what were you nervous about? And you pretty much just answered it right there. <laughs> so uh, sorry, dude. Oh no, no, it's fine. No, I apologize. You know, I, I'm always five steps ahead. There's always more questions we can ask. So Hopefully I have answers. <laughs> so you did. <laughs> <laughs> so you did scrap four songs. Uh, now the new songs that replaced it. Uh, were the were the four songs that were scrapped just not up to the standards you guys wanted it at, or why were they why were they scrapped? I just think Save Me. I mean, I mean, I don't want to choose our own horn too much here, but I think Save Me was just at this level that just sort of to, to be the first track on the EP, it just sort of raised the bar. And then if you came in with four songs that were sort of didn't didn't match that, so sort of people go, oh yeah, you know, they they throw it all at the front and then they just got lazy. So we wanted to have a, a song where every single track stands up by its own means. And, you know, we don't want an EP where everyone goes, yeah, Save Me is a great song. They kind of, you know, thumbed in the rest. And, and that's sort of one of the best things, obviously, the EP came on Thursday. And since Thursday, I've been told by different people that different songs are their favourite. You know, there's been not really been one dominant song. Um, so that, that's been great. You know, everyone's picked. Well, not everyone. You know, some people have said the same one. But, stuff, but every song has been said at least two or three times, which, which is what we were aiming for. That's that's great to hear. I mean, it, it, that's exactly what you want. You want people to like the entire album, not just the one song, and kind of almost yeah. overplay it, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, and that just means a lot because, you know, we both put different sort of levels of effort into different songs and stuff. I mean, obviously, all three of us are all are in there, but different songs sort of mean more to all of us. Like, so obviously, Take It Away is such a personal song for Jake because that's just basically the Jake show. You know, it's his vocals. It's his huge guitar. Then, you've, you know, you've got... Um, Prince of Nowhere is probably more me. You've got my vulnerability in there. So if everyone's picking Take It Away, I'm like, oh, you know, what about me? And then if everyone's picking um, Prince of Nowhere, Jake's a bit like, well, hang on, what about my solo? But but no, you know, it's, it's been split literally, you know, 20% each way. Everyone's picking different songs, and that's what we wanted, and we're very lucky to have got that. Right on. Well, I'm going to pass the, the mic over to Mike, uh, for lack of better words. Mike the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Mike the mic on the mic. I'm gonna yeah. get all beastie boys in here. Yeah, I, I promise yeah. you, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> Me trying to be Mike D. Um, right, first of all, this is brilliant. This EP is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Um, I managed to, as I just shared with you, I managed to just about finish off the review I've been writing all week for Headlights and White Lines. Um, Thank you so much for it. That's no, it's part of the reason I was late, but um, but we'll, we'll sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I'm really curious because I, I heard this or a version of this probably six months ago, and I remember filming yeah. you. And just I was like, "Dude, what's your number?" And I was on the, I think I was on the way to an event, might be a rift tap event or a gig or something. You were, you were going to a rift tap event. Was it? Oh, there you go, little plug as well. Um, and it was just like, mate, I have to, I have to tell you how good this is before I walk in the door. Um. I'm curious to know, so that was six months ago, so what changed? Because I knew you were going to do like a three-month release. I thought you were going to squeeze it in last year um, and, and didn't quite. So what, what what changed again? Like This is such an epic journey. The result's fantastic, but, you know, it, it's been a long journey. So, yeah, so you got, what was the, I think the, the one draft away from the finished draft um, before we released it. So I think literally, I think a week later after I sent you those those versions, we got the, the, the finished product. And we sort of sat down and we said, so this, I think that was, that was a bit about, what, um, June, July time? It was around then, yeah. Yeah, so we said, look, we want at least three months' worth of leeway time to approach people for reviews, etc., etc. So that would have put us in, you know, October, November time. And if you bring out an EP in October or November, 
then you know you get two months of that EP being this year's EP. January comes around, and all of a sudden we released an EP last year. So you only really get two years of having this fresh EP before you start having to refer it as last year. So we bring it out in January. That means all year this year we can say we released an EP this year, and we seem like we're current. We seem like we're fresh. You know, not just leaving it and letting it date so quickly. I like that. That's a brilliant answer. That's a good marketing answer. It makes me think, shit, I'm going to have to wait a whole other bloody year to release the one in five hours. <laughs> 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 I say any time sort of before, you know, if you get at least a, you know, three months out of it, you're, you're doing well. It's that sort of freshness of saying this year, we brought something out this year, right. instead of, you know, getting a month and then after a month, two months, you're saying, yeah, last year, all of a sudden you're, you're dating yourself. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. And, yeah. and, and not dating yourself in the way that I originally imagined that when you said it. Yeah, hey. <laughs> uh, as a single gentleman, that's what I have to do these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you mentioned that there's a lot of personal songs uh, between the members of the band. Um, obviously, uh, I can't crap at song names, but track two and track five you just mentioned as um, yours and the guitarist kind of. Yeah. Um, personal moment. So, how how do you? You might have said this last time um, we were interviewing you, and I've, I've forgotten. But it's a useful refresher for anyone who didn't hear that. Anyway, how do you guys go about writing songs? How do you? What is your approach there? So we actually changed it up big time this this time. We um, on the first EP. The first EP, obviously, like, as I said last time around, we wrote a lot of this stuff together. We sat down together. So Jake writes all the music. So Jake is the most incredible musician, producer, whatever. He he comes to me with this list of tracks that he's fully finished in a you know, very rough way but they're still of a good standard that we'll then you know we'll say should we write this should we write to this should we write to this so for the first EP he sent me 10 music tracks and uh, from those 10 tracks we wrote 8 and of those 8 5 got on the EP on the first EP and 1 got on this second EP uh, Take It Away was actually originally meant or track 2 as you know Mike was originally meant to be on the first EP yeah. but there's a story for why that didn't make it but I'll, I'll come back to that but we wrote most of those songs together Um I think Crazy Little Princess, I went away and wrote alone, but the others were, were all together in Jake's front room. We sat down and did that. Both of us, this time around, uh, Jake sent me the, the four music tracks and the lyrics to Save Me, all Jake. Uh, the, nice. the most incredible lyrics. And Jake just said, look, I've written this song. These are the lyrics I wrote, but don't feel like you have to sing them. So he played the song and like, we sort of both hummed along with it and you know, mouthed the words. And I said, Jake, that song's beautiful. So I tweaked a little word here or there to change the meaning and sort of to... But that, that song is, you know, again, you know, Jake's absolute masterpiece. And then it's over again. We we had this piece of music, and Jake said, "Well, I've written lyrics to them, but let's let's not use my lyrics. Let's try and write something new." And we never got the time to sit together and write because we just had crazy lives. And um, so Jake said, "Well, let's try my lyrics then. What do you think?" So he sent me these lyrics, and I thought, "This sounds incredible. This sounds absolutely incredible. Let's do it." So he said, "Well, will you sing the the verses and I'll sing the choruses?" So I said, "Yeah, sure. That's, you know, I'd be honoured." So this time around, Jake wrote the lyrics. Well, he wrote the music for all five again. He wrote the lyrics for Save Me, obviously Take It Away, and It's Over. And then I wrote the lyrics to Puzzle Piece and Prince of Nowhere. Very cool. Very cool. I like that. So you could, the, the, the switch up there is really interesting because people, I think the longer you're together as, as a band, then the more you experiment, but also find different ways of working. Then you find you try things and find things that work and things that don't and stuff like that. You know, it's one of those where when you come to the next one, who knows how you do it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, no, we said next time we want to try and go back to the original method and we want to do a lot more sort of stuff together because I think my favourite stuff as part of Q Cliche is, is songs like 10th of July and a song for Charlie where we do a lot of the vocal trade-offs, like Taken Back Sunday sort of co-vocals. Yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, I like that. I think it adds a really nice dynamic to it. I also think you guys harmonise really well. I say you like. I assume it's both of you singing on the records, is it? It's doing the harmonise, or is it one of you doing both parts? Uh, it's, again, that varies. Uh, it's some parts. It's some parts. It'll be Jake harmonising to me. Some parts I'll be sort of sitting behind him, and then there'll be times when it's just Jake. Like in Take It Away, there is literally the only thing in Take It Away I do is the bass. Everything else is him. Right. So when you hear that really cool sort of chorus with the sort of ah behind, that's all Jake. He he is incredible. The things he can do in music production blow my mind. Mate, I've got a man crush on Jake already. Right. So. Mate, that's the last uh, two and a half years of my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm newly single. I've been single for about six months. So I've, I've entered the, the world of dating in London. Mm. And uh, the most common thing on, on, on dates that I've been on is that um, you, 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 you talk about your guitarist a lot in like such a passionate way. And like I, I go back to Jake and I, and I say this, and Jake turns around to me and says, yes, my own girlfriend says the way that you post on social media about me makes her feel a bit sort of awkward. I was like, yeah. Mm. I just love him. Like, he is um, like... I moved down to London. I was in the quite a dark sort of place. Um, I moved down with a girl. We broke up, and I was sort of quite alone. Started Q Cliche, and he's just become my best friend. Like we've just done so much together in the world of music. You know, it was just meant to be me and him uh, writing songs, making music together, and it's just sort of taken off. And I've probably done more with my life in the last two and a half years with him with Q Cliche than than I've done in the last you know the twenty eight years. So I love the guy to pieces, and he hates it when I tell people this, and especially when I say it in public forums. But yeah, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. We'll be quoting that then everywhere, yeah. just to just to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hates public. He say hates any display of emotion. So please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so two two things uh, just before we get to our first song here. First, first thing is when Terry, you were you were, uh, you were talking about the ah uh, the songs. The first thing I thought of is ooh no ah oh, the back throw no ooh as in surprise and alarm <laughs> from, <laughs> from the Holy Grail already. <laughs> What's that? That was his inspiration. Yeah. (laughs) So moving into that, you you guys have pretty much set up for a perfect segue into a song called "Take It Away" by Q Cliche off their brand new EP called "Take a Look at the Pictures." Dig this.
Nice. Cue cliche with Take It Away. A uh, very powerful song. The lyrics were, were, were super badass. And that soul at the end, man, reminded me of honestly like like middle nineties like Megadeth, like Rust and Peace. So that was a that was a it's like it's like Megadeth makes like no effects, like rancid and just all like all into one and there you go. Just like it just, just like wow. That was like very, very impressive. Like, I really, really enjoyed that one. Oh, thank you. It's a fantastic I mean I I absolutely love it for so many reasons, but I think it's I, I really like, really enjoy all the tracks on this, but this one for me, this this is the there's kind of two I think um, in particular that remind me. I used to go and see AFI just like all the nice. time. They were playing anywhere near me, and it kind of reminds me. It's got a real AFI vibe to it. This track. And then the solo just reminds me of everything I listened to between the ages of like 15 and 19. <laughs> it's That's so cool. My whole life. I mean, with the exception of like, there was a bit of Nirvana in there, but basically it was all punk and metal. And <laughs> and <all that> <laughs> it blends it perfectly. I absolutely love it, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great track. So you were just saying off air that there's a, there's actually a really good bass solo in there that no one ever picks up on. So give us give the bass solo a shout out. Tell us about it. So, yeah, so while after the, after Jake's mega solo, which is just a moment where when we play that live, I, I literally will stand to the back at the side of the stage and just watch everyone just in awe, and everyone is just there's just silence from the audience because they're all just like, wow, what just happened? Because he's incredible, you know, we're this pop punk cheesy sort of band, and then all of a sudden this solo just blows the night away. And it, but so everyone's busy just admiring Jake, and he's doing this single pop. But I actually played quite an impressive little bass sort of run behind his his vocals that you can you, you can hear if you listen like in on on good headphones you can really hear it. But um, again, when I play it live, no one's paying me any attention because this is just the Jake show. Because as I said, you know, he just steals the show in this song. Like when I introduce the song, I always introduce it as Jake it away instead of take it away. And he, he hates that. <laughs> but I still remember the, the very very first time he, he sent me this track. I was. Um, I was over with family in Denmark, and we just started writing together. And um, so we'd written a couple of songs together. I'd written Crazy Little Princess, and I said to him, "Write a song, write a song, write a song, Jake, write a song, just you on your own." And then I was in Denmark, and he sends me this track. He goes, "Oh, you know, what do you think of this? It might be a bit too heavy." And I heard that solo in its infancy for the first time, and I was I just rang him up and I said, "Mate, I'm going to take over the world with you. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. <laughs> this is a guy I'd known for like you know, at this point I must have known him four or five weeks, and wow. then I just fell in love with him." Yeah, it was, it was quite an early. That was quite an early one in the, in the early days of Q Cliche. Take it away. And the, uh, I was going to say the, the reason it didn't appear on the first EP was yeah. So we had the, the tracks ready for our first EP, and I've got this hard drive with with four of the tracks on. Jake was going to bring this fifth track with him, and uh, I just get this message saying, "Oh, my computer has had like a massive freeze, and I can't get the tracks to take it away. You need to pick one of these two other songs uh, to record. Otherwise, we're just going to do four tracks." So we just sort of flipped the coin and we picked a song for Charlie and a song for Charlie ended up being the opener, which is brilliant because uh, I think it's, you know, as much as I love the first EP, this second EP, the production is so much higher. Everything sounds so much bigger, so much fatter. And I think that you really need that to really get the justice of the song that is Take It Away. I think you really, you really benefit from the, the higher production standards of this EP because I just think this song is beautiful. I think that's a happy accident because I think you're right. Absolutely. The, the yeah. value you've got in this is fantastic and it works brilliantly. Thank you. And again, it's, it's completely all done at home by Jake and Jason Sayers was the uh, producer on it, who is the drummer in Jake's other band when he cheats on me yeah. with a band he's in called Repair to Ruin. Excellent. Quick plug for Repair to Ruin then. What are yeah. they like? 
never heard of them. They're awful. <laughs> they're actually, they are actually incredible. I've seen them um, twice now. We I went down to see Jake play in London. And it was such a weird feeling, you know, seeing this guy, my, my, the guy, I, whenever I normally see Jake at a gig, I'm looking to my left and he's on stage with me. It was so weird being stood down there and, and looking at him. There is it, and I call it his goth band because they're a bit heavier than us. And he's just incredible. Like, so take it away. I think is sort of sits right between what we do and what he does with them. It's that little sort of bridge, that one song. But he's incredible. Like, if I wasn't in a band with him, I'd still go and watch him play because I just enjoy how he is on stage. I enjoy the songs he writes. I enjoy the way he plays. But they're a great band. And I'd say their drummer, Jason, helped me and Jake when we started writing and we needed a drummer. He sort of came down and rehearsed with us so we could get some experience. And he's a great guy and he produced this EP for us. And I think you've done an absolutely incredible job, if I say so myself. <laughs> I agree. I agree entirely. Thank Bye. you. So, uh, well, next question would be... Um, with the arrangements of the songs, did you guys have a particular order set in mind or did it just kind of kind of fall into place during the mastering process? Um, so with the first EP, we sort of, we, we were very sort of particular. We wanted, we, we looked at it as if this was another band, how would you structure it for the best? So we wanted the song for Charlie to be the first song because it really kicks you into it. But I think we, the learning process from us there was that a song for Charlie probably wasn't one of the strongest songs on the EP. Right. And when you're a new unsigned band trying to gain fans, you really want to focus more on getting... It should be top-heavy. I was I was told later on by somebody, you want to get that the big track in first. So if you're trying to grab someone, hook someone, that's what you need to do. So this time around, we just sort of... We said... The first time we sort of went, big impact song, slowed it down a bit. And then in the middle, we had the slower song, Lost Boys, and so then this time we thought, no, let's just go. Save Me is the song that is the standout for now. Start with that. Kick straight in with that riff. These big vocals. Let's make the first song big and make people think, hang on, let's take notice. And everything sort of fell into place then. It was um, just sort of, it felt natural to go from that to take it away. That sort of big, like, oh, hang on. You know, this is a different song, but this is, you know, a different impact. Um, and then what are we going to do? Then we sort of took it to the really sort of cheesy sort of pop punk sort of cliche where we get our name from. And, you know, your classic sort of Enter of the State era pop punk tune. And then we built up to... Um, it's over, it's just this really powerful song. And then we just wanted to finish with the, we wanted to finish on a slower song this time, just sort of, you build up your crescendo and then you just right down to the bottom there. Well, you know I think, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, I think <clears throat> by the time you get to, um, is it, it's over the fourth one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think by the time you get to the end of that, you probably need to give yourself a bit of a rest anyway. Because <laughs> like, you're quite so, does build the adrenaline pretty in that order. So I used to always, always have like really, really short hair. Like I'm talking like shaved short hair. And I heard the music to this track. And from then on, I don't think I've had a haircut since because I just thought I need, I mean, you guys can see me on, on camera now, but the, the audience can't, but I've got like longer hair than I've ever had in my life. And it's literally just there so that when that song comes, I can hit, bang my head and there's hair everywhere. Because <laughs> it just, it just makes me want to dance and it makes me want to kick around and it's just such a powerful song. It just gets people moving. Like, it's the newest song in our set. We, we probably added it to our set two months ago, three months ago. So we played it maybe four or five times live. But it just gets people. Boom, you know? Yeah. No, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. Um, seamlessly, you're going on tour soon, speaking of live. We are, yeah. This is really really exciting. This is one of the reasons we sort of held the EP back as well, is we wanted to put it out at a time where we could go out and you know hit the road with this EP and say, look, we're doing this. Buy it and, and take it to the people. So, yeah, we're going to... Um, so, it starts on Thursday, actually. I've got two days in work, and then Wednesday I've got the day off to pack, and then we hit the road. We're going to Leicester on the 31st, where we played before, and it was an incredible show. We're going to my home city of Liverpool on the 1st of February. Um, again, you know, we always have great shows there because it's, it's my hometown. I love going back there. 
On the second, we're in Milton Keynes with their Crash Induction, who are a great punk band. Really, really look forward to playing with them. And then on the third, we're back in London at the Dublin Castle, where obviously Madness were very famous to play yeah. quite often. Oh, yeah. um, we've had some great help from great guys setting that tour up, and we've got them. Uh, Saving Sebastian, our good friends, who we went on tour with back in March, who we absolutely love sharing the sharing the road with us. So it's just going to be an incredible adventure. You know, we've got bands in every city playing with us that we know, so that's another huge bonus we're really looking forward to. So yeah, it just feels like it's the closest to feeling like you know a real band that we, we we've got. We're just so excited. I am like I'm like a kid on Christmas, yeah. struggling to sleep. <laughs> the uh, the Dublin Castle is is a legendary venue yeah. for anyone that's outside the UK I suppose and, and why not know <clears throat> and it's the only time in oh, uh, how old am I um, 20 odd years I suppose um, that I, the only time I've ever had to cancel a gig because I had the worst uh, vomiting and diarrhoea ever was unfortunately the gig I was booked to play at the Dublin Castle which was so gutting because it's such a great place <laughs> I really wanted to play that and I've yeah. never like we played a gig in a band once I had the same singer a couple of the same members as we are now. We played a gig once and Jay had laryngitis and he still played the gig. I mean, it was, it was awful. It was horrible. We should have <laughs> and, and I got way too dry. It was just the whole thing was a mess. But um, it was, it was, it was, we should have cancelled that one and no, we cancelled unfortunately at the Dublin Castle, which really sucked. But we did manage to find a replacement band who apparently were very popular and brought loads of people, so the promoter was quite happy, I think, in the end. <laughs> so that was lucky. Well, but everybody wins but Mike. Yeah. Well, basically, yeah. Well, I was like, oh, well, mate. I was sort of go anyway, it'd be great. And everyone went along, and they were like, yeah, it's great. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. You, yeah. you know what? Even though this is not what this next song is about, this kind of fits in perfectly. Another perfect segue. This one's called Save Me. Cue cliche. Take this. <laughs> <laughs>
right on. Q Cliche with Save Me. Another great tune off the new EP. And if you haven't got it yet, please go and buy it. It's on, available on every media platform. So iTunes, Spotify, the whole gamut. <clears throat> so go grab it. It's well worth about great EP. And that was another great tune. Uh, another very powerful and just, just a really good flow, really good hook. And just uh, the kind of like, <clears throat> kind of, we'll call it on off solely at the end. A really good touch at the end of the song, but great tune. This, this track is, again, I mean, was it actually a year ago that this was released? <laughs> it was released 13 months ago. It was December, the 1st of December. Yeah, it's over a year ago. Unbelievable. And just the journey that you've been through and to go and, um, you know, to, to go and uh, write those, you know, write those four other tracks, bring them up to yeah. that stand and go and release this, go through the big thing. Absolutely incredible. But, um, yeah, it's amazing when you, when you look back and go, oh, it all started there. You can kind of see why. I mean, I never heard the others, but you can see why you'd want to get the <laughs> right? Um, there was just this, there was just this moment, you know, Thursday, I'm sat there, like Wednesday night, coming up to midnight Thursday, and I was just thinking, oh, one minute past midnight, like that's it, it's done. We finished it, it's out there at last. After six months of sitting on this, it's there. And there was honestly just this huge pressure just released and it was just incredible to finally share it with the world and I'd say sit back and wait for the feedback, but I've obviously I've not stopped. I've been messaging people constantly all day. No names mentioned, Mike. And mm -hmm. just trying to see what people think and you know, obviously Bones you've had a few days early as well. So just getting those opinions and trying to push it around as much as I can, get it on playlists, get it wherever I can. Because what's the point if no one listens? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was trying to keep my cards close <laughs> to my chest when you were uh, messaging me. I was like, yeah, you know, I've got it, I've got it, I'm going to write something. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to write something really good, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I appreciate that, thank you. No, it's a, it's a really kind of EP, and if that's the kind of stuff, you know, you, you do this, and there's so many bands out there, much better than us, that um, are fighting hard, and you will go much further than us. So little things like that, like the, the review you wrote, that's, that's the, probably the, the, the best that we'll get, and, you know, that's that's incredible for two guys who, you know, are in the prime of our music career, should we say, to, to, to write songs that people will write a lot like that. That means the world to us. So we are incredibly grateful for reviews like that. So thank you. I don't think any of us did it for the, the gratitude. We just did it because we enjoy it. Yeah, so exactly. the show, right? We just... Oh, definitely. Literally, but things like that, you know, they help. Thank you. Literally all for the love of the music. Exactly. Exactly right. Right. Is it time for a random question or Bones, do you want to ask a serious question first? Uh, no, no, Mike. Uh, by all means, go for it, buddy. Okay, get ready, for, get ready for the eye rolling. So, <laughs> this is important, okay. right? Because I don't just want like an answer, I want some justification for this, okay? Okay. So, context is I often, during the week, I'll ask people at work or I text my friends and say, I'm interviewing someone on Saturday. I won't tell them anything about the person I'm interviewing, I'll just say, what's the most random question you can think of? Um, this is one of my favourites ever. <laughs> my, work my work kind of goes to me. He goes, why don't you ask them? We were out on a night out, I should say. So he was, you know, <clears throat> he had a few. Um, he said, "Why don't you ask him how many chickens? How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant, and why?" How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Hang on. So, so, so are we talking like? Uh, I need. I need. Uh, can I ask follow-up questions? <laughs> Yeah, but I can't promise the okay, right. Okay, so are we talking live chickens fighting this elephant to the death, or are you talking that we're feeding this elephant chickens until it like has eaten so much it dies? I, I think I think whichever you think is the most appropriate, <laughs> probably, like, <laughs> way to kill the elephant. Okay. 
Okay, okay here we go, here we go. Okay, well, a most humane way. I don't think, wow. I don't think there's a context where chickens killing elephants are going to be humane. Something very sick. It's a very sick elephant. <laughs> okay, so it's... Put so, down and all you have available is chickens. It's up to you if you kill okay. the chickens first. Okay, how many chickens and You are causing more death there, I suppose. So it, it depends on your morals, doesn't it? <laughs> here we go, here we go, here we go. Okay, so all this elephant can eat is chickens. How, how many chickens does it take to kill an elephant? None. Does that eat them? No, no, here we go. None. Because if it's living on chicken and you don't give it any, it starves to death. Oh, oh you're going to watch that poor elephant starve to death. <laughs> you didn't say I had to watch. I don't want to watch this elephant die at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're stacking them in the nowhere with an elephant and a load of uh, an unlimited supply of chickens. And you're just going to let the elephant starve. I mean, I would, I would train the chickens to use knives or something and just, you know... I don't know. Yeah. It's huge. It would take a lot of stabbing for this. Oh how God. would you train chickens to, hot to, to use knives? Like, <laughs> That's why it says how many chickens. I mean, you know, I don't know. But eventually, <laughs> surely, knives are a bit hard. Yeah, well, a bit, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's turned into quite a morbid conversation. I didn't really think that through when I asked the question. I suppose it Evidently. <laughs> Can we have a rule that the next time I come on, if you guys will ever have me again, that my random question doesn't involve animal killing? Please! I can just say it now. Too cliche basis, starves elephant to death. Man, man. Man, the second question that I almost went with until that one came in on Thursday from my mate at work was where's the weirdest place you've ever urinated or shat? Oh my god. So I grew up in Denmark, which is quite a liberal country, where guys are encouraged to just, if you need to go, just go round a corner, find a tree. Um, so we did once, we played a gig once in, in Nottingham. It was the first time we'd ever been to Nottingham. And we played this gig, and it was opposite a, um, a nightclub. And we, uh, it was opposite the back of a nightclub, so all these people were out smoking, and there was like a little railing around the edge. And these two girls jumped the railing, and <laughs> they went down this alleyway, which we were parked opposite. And we couldn't really see them. They just vanished down this alleyway. And then Jake turned the headlight of his car on. And there's just this girl squatting with her dress pulled up, peeing in Jake's headlights. And the best thing is, as the headlights come on, does she stop and pull her underwear up and, like, feign oh. embarrassment? No, she, she waves. <laughs> the best thing you can do is wave. I think you can't stop when you start. Yeah. Well, it was I'm just... <laughs> No, no, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, um, I probably prefer the, the the second question, but yeah, um, cool. It's fine. I just, I don't know. I had beautiful images of chickens, and then I realised just as we were going through it, all about the death aspect. Well, um, but... now, now that Mike <laughs> pissed Peter off, too. like. <laughs> 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 but you know what? Either way, I feel like I've learned something about you. Okay, cool. I don't think. <laughs> I think I've learned a bit about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if you want to use this clip in any PR. Maybe maybe use one of the other questions. PR? Yeah, tell you what, I think our next album is going to be called Elephants and Chickens. Man, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it almost sounds like Dr. Mephesto from like early South Park, like the first few seasons, right? <laughs> so. I mean, Disney have, Disney have got a new Dumbo film coming out soon, and I don't think I want to watch that anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He probably doesn't get um, either beaten up or starved to death or anything or fed to death with chickens. It's probably got a different plot line. Um, you think? Maybe? I, I really hope so. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just my get. I'm not a script writer. Um, 
but no, I, I would have given it a different storyline. So I, <laughs> I, I, I like to think that Disney or whoever probably did as well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll have the back of the screen. So, so, so now we're pod- <laughs> Go ahead, Terry. We'll, we'll have a Dumbo special. Yeah. So I guess, <laughs> I guess now we're going to apologize to Peter and Disney. Thank you, Mike. So. <laughs> so <laughs> Look, these questions don't always land that well, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's worth a try. <laughs> uh, uh, really regards that, man. No, it, it's been great fun, Terry. Thank you so much for joining us, especially oh, from your me. best friend's mom's bedroom because you got to be quiet and keep away from the party. But we very much That's appreciate cool. it, man. We'd love to have you back uh, something very soon maybe after the tour. You should call the next EP my best friend's mom's bedroom, by the way. Yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> um, probably going to avoid both names, to be honest. Yeah, um, we actually yeah, have right. our, our next release is actually, here's an exclusive for you, our next release is all lined up and ready to go. Nice, right on. Well, we'll, 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 you won't be waiting as long, shall yeah, we say. We'll definitely follow up on that, that's for sure. Yeah. No, I really look forward to that. But thanks so much for having me on, guys. Same as last time, you know, I love talking to you guys. You're two of the guys that whenever I've got anything to share, you're two of the first people I go to. So <laughs> thank you so much for being there and supporting us. We really, it means the world to us. And, and thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Love thanks the show. Again. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great night, buddy. Thank you. Take care. All right, you too. Okay. Good problem. Bye. See you later. I'm going to call Mike back here. So I'm just going to call Mike back here just because it's the way it goes for some reason. But I'll be back in just a moment. Hey, buddy. Hey, I'm back. So, yeah, I, I don't know why it happens that way, but it happens that way. we got to kind of <laughs> hang up everybody instead of just one person. That makes no sense. But at least uh, I was able to connect to all three this time from my side of things. But next up, our very next song. This is a great tune and very, very, very thankful for this. Lee from Fire from the Fireflies. Uh, I I am or well, we are the only DJs he sent the, the song to. And this is off an upcoming album. And he asked me the day, he said, Do you want a world exclusive premiere? I was like, Oh, well, absolutely I do. Because this is our new song and I was like, This is awesome. So we sent it right away. So I uploaded it right away to, to our file to get ready for the show. But man, it's a great tune and uh, a Great big thank you, Lee. And man, that's another band we got to set up. We yeah, we have to have Lee and the Fireflies on at some point soon because we're working on without Andrew and uh, um, Freedom Fuel, but we're gonna need to get them on as well. Uh, we've we've got a, we've got a, like a laundry list of, of bands we need to get on, so we're gonna try to fit them in. And unfortunately, guys, we're gonna have to reschedule uh, Shape of the Sun. He uh, messaged us on Wednesday, was it Wednesday or Tuesday, saying that unfortunately he has to reschedule. His new EP uh, just came out this week as well, called Optimistic Eyes. So we'll try to get Nate back on when he's available because he played a live concert, I believe it was last night, kind of, kind of was, uh, kind of pay what you want to watch online. So he's playing some new, he's playing DP, some new songs, that sort of thing. So unfortunately he had to reschedule, so we will not have uh, uh, Shape of the Sun on part two, but that's all right, we'll reschedule him and find out what time we can, we can slip him in. But we got tons of great tunes uh, in the meantime. But like I said, here we go with a brand new world premiere, world exclusive song uh, by the Fireflies on their upcoming album. This one's called Anna Again, the Fireflies. Take this. Full of yearning for you 
Thank you to Lee for being the only station DJs he sent this to to play it first. 
having a world exclusive premiere. What a great tune, man. I <laughs> can't say enough good things about that. Uh, vocally, I, I love the, the kind of kind of kind of low echo in the background. I love the kind of like little, uh, almost like little uh, um, uh, soul thread of the song, almost like almost like little kind of blues, uh, kind of jazz little little ditties for the song. And it's just just such a great flowing tune. Like uh, it just it has such a good mix of, of, of just, man. I just wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. It's when you just 
when you work together for a while, you just pick something up and you go, oh yeah, no, I can, you know, it just happens and, it, and that's where the magic happens. And they, they've just totally got that and nailed that. It's really good. Well, and next up, we have another new song, and this is uh, from uh, Lawrence Crow, who is also Wolf Sunday. And, yes. And uh, this is this is off uh, a brand new album uh, by Lawrence Crow and the Imaginary Band, and uh, every purchase is uh, money is donated to mental health, and it's it's a fantastic album, and we haven't played a Wolf Sunday in a, in a long time. I don't know why, but. That's mainly on me, but uh, <clears throat> you know, brand new stuff. And Lawrence Crow and the Imaginary Band has been around for what, like, about a year, maybe. Um, yeah, mate, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? He sort of rebranded what was Wolf Sunday, and I think because there are more people involved, I think he still does a lot of the live stuff himself, which is why they're an imaginary band. But I think there's a lot of people helping him behind the scenes. He's <laughs> kind of seen it more as a collaborative project. But yeah, probably is about a year, I think. But either way, uh, he's a good guy because we did interview him. He was a lot of fun. So, of course, yeah. of course, my, uh, of course, I've got Cheech and Chong. Dave, who is it? You know, like, so uh, awesome, awesome there. So here we go with Lawrence Crow and the Imaginary Band. The song's called Three Words. I dig this. You were down to drinks just to try to forget another familiar face. Well, I thought I'd ask you for your name. You answered with a wry smile and you said three words again Yeah, you said three words for you I'm not okay and it's hard to tell the truth Three words for you and that's enough I was up all night with a bottle of whiskey and some drinks Thinking of what you told me and what that really means well, at 4 a.m. I heard the ring of the phone And then you whispered to the speaker that you felt just as alone And I said, three words for you I'm not okay, and it's hard to tell the truth Three words for you, and that's enough I can never be the Trying every day Like a car crash People all slow down To watch me burn And then they drive away When I told you That things were getting rough You just took me by the hand And said these words it's all okay, cause my dear, you're enough. Right on, Lawrence Crow and the Imaginary Band with three words. Uh, man, it's been a while since we've played or come in on some of his music, but as awesome as always, like he's defined himself as folk punk. And uh, man, it, it comes out there and it just great lyrics and great fun and just such an upbeat tune. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant tune. Um, it's obviously for a great cause. He's playing, um, in fact, it's tonight, isn't it? Mr. Happy Chains are yeah. putting Carmel on. Um, and obviously, we spoke to Martin um, last week or the week uh, before. Two weeks ago. 
Yeah, yeah, was it? <laughs> but um, yeah, so the Lions is playing that um, tonight, or it's probably already played by now, I would imagine. Um, and it's just, it's a brilliant tune. He's such a great guy. And he, I mean, that was probably a year and a half ago as well. We interviewed him, and he, he was just so much fun. Some of the stories he told and stuff were, you know, absolutely oh, amazing. Absolutely. Um, but musically, he's he's just brilliant as well. He's just <laughs> he's just got a bit of everything. Um, and he's uh, he's doing the artwork for the, the, the when the final one in five album eventually comes out. The artwork will be Lawrence Gray's working on that now, which is good as well. Um, but yeah, he's just he's a superstar, mate. I absolutely love him. Nice. Well, right on, man. Well, we're gonna move on to our next song, which is another cool tune, and this is a collaboration. This is a. Lauren Reed, who is $8 Rum, featuring a Mr. Ron DeBose. And this one is called Come Down From Your Mountaintop. Dig this.
was Eight Dollars of Rum, who is Lauren Reed featuring Ron D. Bose. The song's called Come Down From Your Mountain Man, Mountaintop. And man, what a great tune. I love the blues mix in there. Just uh, the, the cool flow and, and uh, just uh, some really catchy, catchy hooks and riffs in there. And uh, the vocals were great. And just, man, yeah, it was a rocking tune. I really dug that one. Yeah, absolutely brilliant tune, that one. I really, really enjoyed that. That's a great collaboration, actually. Um, I, I don't know who does what, um, but, I, well, I mean, I can hear the guitar. But, yeah, he, he's he's a brilliant guitarist, and I do love that. The, one of the solos in there in particular was really good. It really just kind of nailed that kind of bluesy, but almost slightly... Um, slightly like uh, I don't know early Ozzy Osbourne stuff kind of ventured into that you know what I mean some of the soundscape yeah. Um, but yeah I, it, was, it was a nice mix man that worked really well just on the edge of a couple of things uh, I think that's what I like about him but yeah vocally is really good as well great tune I enjoyed that a lot right on well Ben just before we get to our next song here for part two we have a brand new Don't Stop Mike so uh, get ready for that <laughs> so it'll be fun and uh, some of the questions you haven't heard before but it doesn't matter because it's all for fun anyways but our next song up, the reason why I'm playing this particular song tonight, I mean, I love the band regardless, but this particular song is because the other night they had a jam session in the practice room, so they sent me the video and then later posted an Instagram of a jam session of a band called Crushed by Pimps playing this song called 10% Happy. Dig this. <laughs>
the dark side I'll be ten percent happy And I'll do anything for a thrill Because I'm ten percent happy Tell me why my head's right I'll be ten percent happy You better find me a place to hide Because I'm ten percent happy Right on, crushed by pimps and 10% happy. Uh, this is, I mean, the, the whole EP is awesome. Mike, I know you did a, a, a review uh, through uh, um, Headlights and White Lines, which is awesome. And that's not just because you're co-host, that was very well written. It is a fantastic EP from start to finish. I mean, just the, the collaboration of, of ex-members of Mr. Susan, what they did with this EP is fantastic. Unfortunately, Mike wasn't around for the interview, but he'll be around the next time, hopefully. And next we have uh, uh, Christian and uh, Ben on. But uh, man, it is a great EP, and I can't get enough of these guys. These guys are just uh, very, uh, very unique uh, musically. We'll put it that way. Very unique musically, indeed. Uh, they're fantastic. I think my only criticism, looking back of the album, thinking about it, is it shouldn't have been called "Crushed by Pimps" because, like, you know, you, you, you're the album that you call your name is, is kind of you know you're, that's your it's not always best to lose your entry but thinking about it it should have been called 10% happy because you've got 10% happy and then you've got six I think parts of 10% happier yeah. <laughs> that float throughout the album and so actually if, I, if I'd have thought about it at the time I would have told them that but yeah. it's too late now it's a brilliant album it doesn't matter what it's called and uh, Crush My Pimps is also a great name so fuck it well, <laughs> well you know man they, they did something similar for uh, for them uh, the full length Mr. Susan album a popularity contest so yes yeah so yeah this, this, this is well, well under their scope of perfection you know so yeah yeah, I, I do love it. I love the, the intricacies on that album in particular are what really it's what makes it stand out I think from a lot of um, a lot of other stuff that's released um, because it's just got the, there's all sorts of little bits in the music and every time you listen to it you hear something else what? whether it's a quote or a bass line or you hone in on one of those little 30 second 10% happier tracks or whatever but it just it works brilliantly well it's fantastic exactly it's, it's like it's like listening to um, like uh, Old Nine Nails for one, because yeah. there's so much stuff to pick out there too, and, and even something as crazy, and it was it was kind of funny because um, uh, that we had uh, the, the M moment of today was um, I was out in the kitchen and I was making breakfast and I had Mr. Bungle playing. Oh. So, uh, for some reason, I just I just had the album California stuck in my head. I actually actually I actually posted uh, uh, well not the video but the, the actual song from the album. I posted uh, Air Conditioned Nightmare. And so I, I, I go to the bathroom and I'm just without showers like, and I was like, oh, that's, that, that was like, well, not like a bad words for, I, this is a bit of, it's an F bomb. I was like, oh, that's pretty fucked. And she's like, what? Because I, I didn't hear a thing. I'm just, she's like, she got the towel her face, like rubbing her eyes. Like, I didn't hear a thing. What are you talking about? It's like, it's Mr. Bungle. Who? Never mind. I'll come back. <laughs> so, so, 
But but <coughs> earlier earlier on, again, of course, I'm cooking breakfast, got the music going, and something popped in my head. So I came, I came, I went went to the bathroom. Even though she's in the shower, and give me specific orders that she wanted, didn't want to be disturbed at all. I I went ahead and did it anyway. So. I I I wanted to, I, I wanted to talk to her and I can't remember what it was but as I got that just just to know that just realized that I'm so funny so <laughs> and it, it was something incredibly stupid and just funny but in my in my head or at least at the time I, that moment I thought was pretty funny but she wasn't too amused so oh brilliant brilliant I love it <laughs> but that that's that's kind of the way it goes and then you know we 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 have our time where. We go grocery shopping and, and the banter just goes back and forth, but we're just sometimes we're just dying laughing. And, and then a couple of times, kind of people have like looked over, kind of like, because we almost look like we're crazy because we're laughing so hard. <laughs> and and, and, and it's, it's just, it just, it just, it just funny, funny stuff to us, right? And just, just the, literally the little things, you know? And, and, and of course, she'll say something like, it's like, it's like, it's like oh, yes, I heard it. I heard what he said. <laughs> So, yeah, oh man, man, the amount of phrasing or that's what she said I could throw throw it is just unbelievable, but it's still funny. But it just it's like, haha, yes, I heard what he said. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So moving on, man, we got some more uh, killer tunes here. The next one up is a band called Dead City Ruins. The song's called Destroyer. Dig this. <laughs> Thank you. 
Dead City Ruins with Destroyer. Man, that was such a badass tune. It was heavy. It had some kick-ass blues and jazz skills in there, man. Yes, jazz skills. You can pick it up if you listen closely. The riff, the, 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 the vocals were great. I mean, it's, it's such a good flow to it. And, man, there's more of those songs to come. So be prepared for the next few weeks. We're going to have a lot more Dead Sea Ruins because you guys have no idea. This is, this is nothing. This is fantastic, but you haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> man, it's so good. It's so, so good. It's just so much fun to listen to. You're just going to go, yes, come on, give me more of that. I absolutely love it. What a brilliant band. I'm so looking forward to, uh, to playing some of the rest of that. It's awesome, man. Oh, and man, next up, uh, no, just there's it's just the time of year where it kind of slows and starts picking back up again. Uh, another uh, new uh, EP release uh, by This Human Condition, and the song we're going to play off that new EP tonight is called Night Is Gone. And uh, again, a big thank you to Jimmy Jamal, who's been very, very good to the show over the years about submitting music and every time like giving us new This Human Condition songs. And yet, another guy we get on for an interview soon enough, and Man, this this guy is so much fun. Like I know he's a friend on Facebook as well. And back, I think I can't remember when his exactly when his birthday was, but you no, know, he had his birthday and of course you no know, like his, like myself and like tons of people were as well, happy birthday. And then his thank you video was amazing, man. Like he had a dress in long weekend and he just giving her just, just like, you know, almost like like a little jig saying thank you to everybody. Man, I was <laughs> dying laughing, man. It was so funny and like like he seems like such a fun guy, so that that's another one we have to line up to get Jamie on the show because he he's, he he just looks like a, a very very interesting, and I'd like to have him on the show. But great tune, so uh, yeah, we're gonna get to that. This is this human condition with a song called "Night Is Gone." Dig this. Living in the darkest place 
this human condition with night is gone and this is one of the remixes because i just went to double check but uh, it was <coughs> remixes uh submitted for uh our, our consideration which of course we're gonna play them because this human condition is awesome and i was listening to it and i got uh, m cynics me right now and <clears throat> we're kind of briefly discussing because she's a uh, uh, go-to for a lot of stuff right and i, I looked at her and said, i said at first it's like thing is like no and then i thought Sounds like early Boy George Culture Club, Ooh. and like, and that's so good. I just, I just, I love Jamie's diversity in his music. Like how he can twist in like a bunch of different genres, almost kind of slipping under the radar without even knowing he's doing it. But it just comes out so well, and it just, it, it's, it's, it's electronic music is is by by far one of the hardest me, music to orchestrate, just because there's so much that goes into it. And and laying down vocals on top of everything else, like and then like what a great job done. And I know I'll always be behind the same condition. I love Jamie's stuff. Like uh, keep it up. That's a great tune. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I love that reference. I hadn't even considered that, but yeah, it's absolutely spot on. It's got that kind of vibe going on. It's got just that really good feel good fun factor to that. There's almost a little like. Caribbean twist in the background to the to the beat and stuff, isn't there? It's just yep. fantastic. What a great tune! I really love that. Well, next up we have uh, another new song by Shoot the Sun. Unfortunately, like I said, he had to reschedule, so he won't be joining us for part two. But we'll get him uh, on NMS soon enough. It just he had a lot of stuff going on, so we'll we'll let you know as soon as we have uh, the rescheduled uh, interview date. But until then, this is off his brand new EP that came out just the other day called Optimistic Eyes. The song's called Only Human. Dig this. Shave of the Sun. Fall. 
You've got the bruises And all your wounds are filled with salt But it's not the end now For you Just make yourself Sun with Only Human, and this is off his brand new EP, which is out now, called Optimistic Eyes. And uh, what a, the, the whole EP is great. Uh, I mean, and it, it's, a, it's a shame that he can join us tonight, but uh, hopefully uh, the next week or so he will be able to. So we'll try to get that nailed down. But uh, he's been working really hard, doing a lot of promoting for himself, and he's got uh, a whole list of things coming up. He's got, uh, I think it'll be another EP not too long after this one. So uh, be sure to keep your eyes and ears out for more. But uh, great guy, and I uh, love the tune, and just always love his lyrics. He always seems, uh, <clears throat> it's, I'm trying to think, of, I can't really narrow it down, I'm not trying to narrow it down, but writing-wise, it seems like he kind of kind of flip-flops a lot, but it's not a bad thing, it makes it sound good. I mean, like, I love the way it kind of just kind of pans out. Yeah, absolutely. He's just got this... Uh, I don't know, kind of, there's a bit of an epic quality, there's a brilliant kind of, um, uh, there's, there's a Blair vibe, there's a Britpop vibe in there, which I absolutely love, uh, and there's just, there's a whole host of just like, oh mate, I just, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, but his vocals are brilliant, the musicality is brilliant, um, he, 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 I'm sure he writes his stuff, I'm sure I read it, maybe it was on... But I'm sure he he just you know writes and records stuff in his basement late at night and stuff and it's just yeah. really really good. I love I love those little. You know, there's so many hundreds of thousands of people doing that kind of stuff and it's such a pleasure to be able to play it uh, on this show. You know and just uh, how else do you find great music? Like you listen to this, you listen to Stuart's Premium Blend Radio Show, you listen to one or two others. It's just what an amazing world we live in when we can do this, man. It's fantastic. Yeah, no kidding, right? So next up is a band that was submitted by our good friend uh, Stuart from Premium Blend Radio Show, and we didn't get to it last <laughs> week, but we're going to get to it this week. It's a band called Sylvette. The song's called Memories. Dig this. <laughs>
right on Sylvette with memories and man that was a great tune i love the fade out kind of remind me of like let's open's cashmere you know at the end like <clears throat> and uh a little bit if you remember the tea party we played a few times a while back yeah, yeah. Canadian band. So, man, yeah, great tune. That was an awesome tune. I really love that one. Really good fade out. And we just didn't have room for it last week. We just couldn't fit in. Just didn't did fit the flow that I wanted. But it's a great tune. Awesome. So, thank you, Stuart, from the Premium Blend Radio Show for uh, submitting that to us. Yeah, that one's an absolute cracker. It's got real um, storytelling quality to the music. You know, it really takes you on that kind of... Like Cashmere does, I suppose. It kind of take, feels like it takes you on a journey. Uh, and just the musicality of it's brilliant. I really, really love that tune. I think it's excellent. Oh, man. Speaking of that sort of thing, a quick sidetrack. Uh, last night, Em and I were watching, uh, there's a, there's a, Em, was it, was it Mysteries at the Museum? Yeah. Okay, Mysteries at the Museum. So they were talking about um, the origin of, like, Dracula. So uh, they were oh, talking, cool. about, talking about Vlad Dracula in Romania, who, it was just, this guy was beyond, like, sick in the head. To what he did, but uh, they they pretty much use the basis of that. Bram Stoker used the basis of that for like his book, and even one of the castles that uh, that Vlad occupied, they used as a as a the Dracula castle. So really oh, wow. really interesting stuff. And we haven't watched this in a while. We have like so many saved on our, on our DVR. We have like 150 saved. We haven't had a chance to watch them yet. And granted, some are probably doubles, but either way, we were watching that last night. And man, it was like so focused and so like it's so into it. It's perfect because like I sat down and I was like, I was like oh my god, I was like we haven't watched this forever, so we watched it. So that was our Friday night, right? So it was a great Friday night, like easy, easy food, you know, just chilling from the TV. And no, she fell asleep at one point, but whatever, no big deal. So, uh, but I, I was focused and finally, but eleven thirty. Now I'm uh, I'm starting to get tired. It's okay, time to go to bed. So I wake up, it's like okay, time to go to bed. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Boston out and go for a smoke, and then uh, I'll see you there in a few minutes. So. But man, it was a cool, very interesting stuff, and I love the history behind it. And because I knew a little bit about about uh, Vlad Dracula or Vlad the Impaler, and that's mm-hmm. who it was. Like, anyways, point being, it was cool. I know it's a quick sidetrack here, but just talking about trippy stuff and that sort of thing. I thought I forgot to bring that up because it just happened last night. So next up, we have a brand new single released by this uh, uh, all-female band who uh, submitted to us uh, via our, our website and our email, which is. Saturday at gmail.com or www.musicsaturday.com. So this band is called Sugar and Spice, and they're currently in uni, and this is a side thing for them, but they're a great little band, a fun band. This one's called, the band's called Sugar and Spice, and the song's called Pink Lemonade. Oh, sorry. Reverse that. The band is called Pink Lemonade. The song's called Sugar and Spice. My mistake. It's kind of, you know, sounds so close together. But anyway, great tune. Dig this.
Sugar and Spice, uh, very, very catchy tune, uh, very cool tune, and we really just got this just the other day, and I uh, love the tune, man, like, very catchy, love the vocals, and it just, like, such a good, easy flow, and a, a kind of a lot of, uh, I'd say, pop punk. Yeah, absolutely, there's a proper punk, pop, bleh, 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 <laughs> a proper pop punk vibe going on in there, no wonder I can't speak, it's a very difficult sentence to say, and I'll choose my words more carefully in the future. Um, Absolutely love that. I thought it was a really good tune, really fast paced. The breakdown and it was brilliant. Uh, just uh, the punk attitude was really present in that, which I adore, as everyone knows. So yeah, it was brilliant. Loved it. Right on, man. Well, here's our second to last song for part one. This next one up is a band called High Low. This one's called Gone. Dig this.
Right on. High, low with gone. Now that's fuzz rock guy's best. And man, I love the beginning. What a, what a, what a cool kind of psych out, eh? Uh, great tune, man. Love the vocals. These guys are always been uh, like really good uh, musicians. Love it. Mate, that is fuzz rock fantastic. That's what that is. I absolutely love these guys, as you know. Um, that track's brilliant. It's just so much fun. There's so much going on. It's got a bit of Mud Honey. It's got a bit of BRMC. Uh, it's got a bit of a, just a whole feel-good punk vibe going on in the background, and it's just rocky and bluesy and awesome and riffy, and I love them. I think they're brilliant. Right on, man. Well, we got one more song here for part one, and then we'll take a little break and come to part two. So next one up is uh, Submission. And the artist, her name is Nadine Karina, and the song's called Liverpool. Dig this. Nadine Karina with Liverpool. 
that was a really cool mill song and i love that the v-mill uh <clears throat> vocalist we get submitted sometimes this was a submission by by pete baldwin and uh great tune love it i mean she's got a fantastic voice very chill very kind of trippy and kind of almost like dream pop-ish but great tune yeah absolutely love that man the, the vocals are brilliant just what an outstanding voice um she has but also the the way the guitar was played and the way that that um it was very uh kind of irish folky the way the beat sort of plodded along with the with the pick guitar so right i, I don't know what the technical term is but the, the beats doing the fours and the guitars doing the slightly offbeat thing i mean yeah it's absolutely brilliant i really really enjoyed that um very cool track very nice mellow way to end part one um really digging that one man it's brilliant right on so we're going to come back in about 10, 15 minutes with part two. So until then, this has been Dr. Bones and Mike Five saying Bones out. We'll be right back.